gentlemen, I'm Rich Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Goslin and Ryan Garby, and we're New England Social, a New England-based podcast about everything from sports, news, places to go, people to see, and experiences we've had. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, doing good. You know, episode two, we already got the first one under the belt, so feels good to uh, get the monkey off our backs in that sense. Do you feel different? Do you feel different now that we have the first I feel first like we've arrived. Out? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no. You no, feel like no. we've arrived already? No, not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Did we pass but, uh, did we pass trip digits on Instagram yet or no? No, not yet. I think we're oh, still at we were gonna pull I've been that trying to be today. active on the, so, on the social media though. I've been following back immediately. I've been trying right. to like recent posts. You know, All I've been right. tweeting about stuff. So I love that. We're out there, dude. There's a presence. We're out there. Trying. Nick Goslin, uh, head of social media communication. Uh, Garb, how you doing, baby? Good. I know you guys are in this for the clout, but I'm just having fun, kind of going along oh with God. the ride. That's and, so true. Uh, that's so true. Yeah, that's why. That's honestly, that's why you're the greatest of us. You know what I mean? That's why you'll make, you'll be the one to make it big. You know. Just because I'm doing it for fun. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because you just you do it for the love of the game. You know what I mean? Right. You're a rebel the, without it's a for cause. The love of recording. You, you know, are, I've always Garb. You are a rebel without a cause. That's true. <laughs> without That's true. a cause, I'd say there's some cause in my life, but thanks for, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely some cause. There's absolutely there's some zero. Cause. Megan, Megan, no, Megan, some cause. That's true. Um, well, before we get started, I wanted to. I feel like we have to address uh, Gronk going to the Bucks. And the collusion that clearly went on between him and Tom. Any thoughts? Okay, I'll start off. Um, So we were kind of talking about this the other day. And with my Tom Brady take, um, not super upset that he left. Again, I felt that it was time both sides kind of needed a split. Um, But this one aggravates me a little bit. And I'm going to tell you why. So Uh I feel like it makes his stance from last year um, with regards to his physical and mental health seem way less or way more disingenuous. Um, I feel like he had that CBD press conference where he was basically crying and, you know, was talking about all these demons that he was having and how he was physically and mentally breaking down. And you were like, holy shit, dude, he is probably super depressed. Like you're thinking about CTE stuff and he's a lot of concussions. He's probably going through that. He's not talking about. And then a year later he leaves the Patriots. Now I will say this with the caveat. I'm not the difference between him and Tom is I feel like Tom made it relatively clear that if he did not get the things that he wanted, he was going to be out of here. And I feel like if Gronk had been like, Hey, we had a great run. I'm looking to play somewhere else. This is just a little too of an intense it, on operation for me. Does it also like kind of hurt? So you and me are pretty aligned when we would say Gronk is the best tight end of all time. Like, don't get me wrong. There's other guys out there who, yeah, have, they played longer, but yeah. If you're, and like if you you're could definitely make a, a case for depending on what you're weighing. But like, if you're talking about the tight end that you are picking for this fantasy football team this all-time team or something like that rob gronkowski has to be your number one absolutely has to be your number oh, one for sure does Most it dominant. hurt his legacy a little bit though that he like clearly won't play with any other quarterback but tom brady because like what what it looks like to me now is gronk didn't like the environment at in new england didn't like the pats environment was getting a little sick of it wanted to you know and was kind of fed up with that situation it was like I'm not going to play for any other quarterback but Tom, and Tom's not going anywhere, so I'm out. And now that Tom's left, he's coming back. You're right. Things got real serious. He was like in this press conference, and he was talking about all these problems he had. And I'm sure that was genuine. I'm sure that those were real things. I'm sure it, it was. It does but... It does come off a little weird now that it's like, okay, well, all of a sudden now, a year later, I'm back at it. I did call it, by the way. I did absolutely call it that he was going to be back to football in a year. Um but I don't know. It's run it's the tape on that. Where is that tape? Well, we weren't recording the podcast, at the time, <laughs> so there is no tape. But uh, I absolutely called that. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about it? I don't know. I just, you know, I guess that's I I I agree with you. I think it takes a little bit off of the severity that he expressed. Um, but in general, like I don't know. It's not that big of a deal. Like I'm not gonna. 
I'm not going to come down on him too hard for that. Yeah. I, again, like I said, I do think it kind of it's a little bit of a dig against his his rep for me. I'm like, if you're really one of the greatest, then you should be comfortable playing with other quarterbacks, hundred percent. And so you should have just figured out where you where else you could have gone. But again, you, I don't know all of Gronk's story, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge him on that. How do you um, think I, he's going to be this year? And I guess how I do you think, think he's going to be. In, and the Bucks are going to I th- improve. I think he's going to be an animal, and I'll be completely honest with you, was not that worried about the Bucks until this point. I really wasn't. Like, don't get me wrong. I was like, hey, Tom's going there. I'm sure he's going to be great, whatever. But I just, like, wasn't really sold and whatnot. But now that you have, like, their, their first and, like, who absolutely has the potential to be their second best player are both coming from this Patriots program, um, are both coming from this program that is, you know – do your job, get shit done, uh, and it's gonna go and and kind of influence that Bucks program, which is supposedly the complete opposite, and kind of like you know, win or lose, we booze, as they say. Um, I think that they have a much stronger chance of of Who kind of swaying that? the team towards towards the the more the more Patriots way of looking at things. But it can still be fun, right? Like I think the whole complaint there for a player is that it's not fun playing football for the Pats anymore. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It makes me a little... I think that that adds a personality to the team that can drive the Bucks to doing some, some really good work this year. Where'd you hear win or lose, we boo? I never heard that before. That's Dude, good. win or lose, we booze. That's it. Like the the, uh, the Bucks coach. That's like that's his thing. He's supposed to be Bruce Arians? Coach. Yeah. Does he say that? I don't know. That's what I heard. I heard that on 98.5. Yeah. Interesting. I'm just as a Jets fan, I'm kind of annoyed by the whole transaction. Um it's just like I don't know, I'm just annoyed. Like I knew I there was some suspicion that he would come back into the NFL, but now he's going back with Brady and you're like, Okay, we're gonna have this Brady Gronk thing going on, like they just wanted to keep going, but I don't know, I hope they fail. Um <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I hope they fail. You know, you know I was thinking though? I've been watching the Last Dance, the the you know Michael Jordan Bulls uh, documentary, which is amazing, by the way. There's gonna be a documentary about like the last three seasons, like of the Patriots. Oh um, yeah, if there's not already, you know, last season and the two seasons before that. There's gonna be a documentary about that specifically, and like how that just whole the breakdown. Yeah, how the whole situation fell apart because this this Last Dance documentary, the really compelling thing about it is it's really about how they ended up winning a championship through all of this shit that was going on through all this like internal like drama that they had between like Mike and the GM Pippin and the GM and like how they had like kind of excelled to that point in, in the first place right um, and I think it's there's absolutely going to be a similar a similar situation with the Pats I think that there's so much deeper um and so much more information that we don't know now that will come out later that you know will show how crazy the last three years have been there so um yeah yeah, i don't know so yeah uh we have a topic today i think we wanted before we get started what are you boys drinking tonight oh i'm drinking a kentucky kentucky mule so that's that's whiskey with the ginger beer lime interesting you're going licky yeah, going with the liquor. Liquor Rich. Are we going to get to see Liquor Rich on this podcast? No, hopefully not. I mean, I don't know if I, I, I want to get that crazy. I respect I respect the listener's time. No, and I, mean, I'm just, I respect I'm the listener's time. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah. What are you drinking, Garb? Good old domestic Coors Light. Dude, a nice American domestic. You're a big domestic guy. Wow. Amer- dude, just American domestic just for the troops. Just a hometown. Both sides. Drinking a domestic beer. <laughs> That's all I had left. Wow. Um, anyways, so jumping into our topic today, uh, we're kind of keeping the good times rolling, talking about some different places that we're, we're definitely missing. We're focusing on food, places uh, that we kind of rank, I think, at the top of our list. I would say all of these places are kind of falling into the um, – What's the way of put you know putting it? They're they're not just restaurants, right? They're not just pickup or takeout places. It's it kind of falls throughout the spectrum, but we kind of narrowed it down to three categories. Um, you know, homers are like hometown hero spots, the places from where we're all from, or as far as like New England goes, where we kind of identify as our hometown. Um, out of state, so 
Uh, we're defining that as any place that's like not where we're living now and then also not in our hometown. Um, and then hole in the wall, just like those hole in the wall places that if you aren't from the area or if you, you know, didn't know somebody from there, you would have never found out. Um, they're not big, but they're like, you know, always end up being kind of some of the best food out there. So uh, definitely a good episode for anybody who is, you know, maybe new to New England or um, is just looking for some new grub spots. So, yeah. Anything? Did I miss anything, boys? No? No, I don't think so. All right, cool. Um, Let's kick it off with Hometown Heroes. Uh, Nick, what's your Homer pick? All right, so my Homer pick um, originally grew up in Beverly, Massachusetts, North Shore, Massachusetts, um, in the North Shore. For those of you not from the area, just big roast beef place. Um, Can't really explain it. Don't is know that why. a North Shore just, thing too? I'm trying to think about that. Yeah, like, no, we, just, we, we love our roast beef sandwiches. Is a three-way um, a North like a North Shore? Yes, dude. Too? Uh, yeah, roast beef three-way. So you What's get it with the sauce. Tell us a a sauce What's mayo cheese, bro. Come on. What is it again? Sauce mayo cheese on the beef. Wow. Get out of here. Wow. So <laughs> anyway, hey, I remember you, you and I remember you and Clifford in college. Like uh, being like, oh man, you know what I could go for right now. Like a dope Dude, they don't have them in New Hampshire. And I'm like, what's a three way? And like, I tried it, not expecting to like it. And I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty amazing. It's yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's fun. good stuff. You don't really roast beef isn't something you obviously just like immediately go to. Um, but when you have a place that kind of specializes in it a little bit, um, the sandwiches can be pretty good. So yeah. anyway, my Homer pick, um, Nick's roast beef. Anyone on the North Shore of Massachusetts is, like, probably going to know this place. Um, they're, like, relatively famous. Established originally in 1975. Both owners named Nick, obviously. Wow. Both yeah. owners? <laughs> um, was featured in Phantom Gourmet as, like, a hidden jewel of the North Shore. And it's really just this this really little um, restaurant in the North Shore, Beverly, or uh, North Beverly. And they used to be cash-only, Um but that kind of turned into a whole scenario. They actually got busted by the IRS for like skimming mad money oh, off of the receipts. Yeah. Sure. So they were deemed to, uh, Dude, in the years they were investigated. Shit. I know for real. In the years they were investigated, it was between 08 and 2013. And they were found to have skimmed more than $6 million Ooh, off receipts at that time. I was like, oh man. shit. Yeah. And that's in just five years. Um, so that place, like, while that is a sad story, I feel like it does speak to the amount of business that they do. Um, they're like a classic open late. And while it's not a big college town, you do have Endicott there and there's a few other like really smaller colleges. Um, so they do cater. And it's like popular, like you said, in this area and the the Northern Massachusetts area, like the, the roast beef sandwich thing is is popular. And their menu goes way past roast beef. They got everything like a classic sub shop would have. Um, But obviously their roast beef is exceptional. I've been one time, very good experience. Yeah. Uh, I don't eat beef. And this is before I went hard, hard, no red meat. But um, I was about to not get the roast beef sandwich. And you're like, dude, you, you're you're like, dude, bro, you have to. You're coming. How many times are you going to be here at Nick's roast beef? You have to get the roast beef sandwich. I got it. And I was happy I did. It's 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 fantastic. So it's a good. Spot. Are we going to talk about the red meat thing? Or I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's. This is. I don't know if that's the mad cow. The I don't know if okay. this is the episode for that. It's just yeah. been brought up a couple times. Now. Yeah, I just I mean, feel like people are wondering. It is the episode about food. Times. Just okay. one time. So, um, yeah. So my uh, my hometown spot is George's Italians or George's Sandwich Shop in Bitter. George's. Um, George's. Uh, really, <laughs> just the most amazing sandwich shop in the entire world a classic I, I th- italian what's up i was just saying a classic italian it's a, it's fantastic man it's so good um it absolutely could have been put in the hole in the wall category as well it is a very small sandwich shop it's cash only there still and they just literally sit there and pump out like cold cut subs that's all they do cold cut subs uh, and it's, it's amazing. The bread there is probably what makes it the best. And I remember that I think it was on Thursdays, they got the fresh bread. And in high school, we used to skip out for lunch. So in high school, I had this situation where I had this independent study for photography. So 
I mean, essentially a free like a free period. A free period. And then I had I had lunch too. So I had a reason to be out for lunch, right? Like I could be on my independent study, I could go out like, you know, shooting pictures, quote unquote. I'm taking pictures of food. Yeah, and I could just like, oh, I, I just ended up having lunch while I was out there, right? So I could be but I was technically supposed to be back at the school by lunchtime. And we used to always go out and just go get George's. It was fantastic. Um, it's, it's great memories going there. Like it's the kind of place where they still know my name, still know my sister's name. Um, I get a turkey, salami, cheese, mayo, just pepper. If it's your first time going and you don't have any particular dietary needs or like food restrictions or whatever, I would just get, you know, an Italian loaded, uh, for the first time and then go from there. You will absolutely be back. It is literally that good. Um, and it's like. If you're not really from Biddeford, Saco, Kennebunk, Arundel area, you probably don't know about it. Like I would say even people up in Portland don't don't really know about Georgia's, which is makes it that much better. So Nick, you've gone a bunch of times. Garby, I don't know if I've ever taken you or not. Been one there time. once, yeah. 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 One time. Yeah, I've been there a bunch, obviously with Laura being from Biddeford too, so Yeah. We do uh do make it up there occasionally. And for those of you who wanted to get Rich's exact order you can just order the Kennedy without pickles. Um, wow. Isn't that right? You're going to bring that up on the podcast? That's messed up. So I just the, want to be able to no, like, not, communicate okay, so, to our and listeners. So this is, and that's, just, that's messed up, Nick, because we're supposed to be boys. Just for the listeners, <laughs> my sister, Carrie Kennedy, gets my exact order. She's as many things in her life, I have I have essentially molded her taste, and same thing with the Georgia's Italians. And but she adds, she used to add pickles to it, which is disgusting. Um, but the Who Kennedy like a is, good the Kennedy is turkey, salami, mayo, cheese, pepper. If you want to add pickles, then now you're getting the carry, which is cool. You can get the carry, just you're getting the carry. Don't call the carry, don't call the rich, or the Kennedy the carry. You know that's it. So um, I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> garb what's your uh super clear for everybody yeah super clear cut and dry uh garb what's your what's your hometown hero so i consider myself kind of a nomad i spent the formative <laughs> days of my life in long island new york <laughs> the adolescent days of my life in bedford new hampshire and uh right around 21 i moved to maine so we do i'm gonna, call I'm gonna you pick the my nomad. home the nomad we do yep. call you the nomad <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah be fucking sarcastic. Of course we don't. You're not a nomad. Rich, you don't you call him the nomad. You've never called him that ever. <laughs> Old Boots Garvey. <laughs> <laughs> so, boots. anyways, I picked um, the Bedford, New Hampshire location where I spent the adolescence uh, time of my life. And when we were in high school and we heard the name of this place, we would just juice. We would salivate, ready to dig in our teeth into the savory chicken tenders of the Puritan back room in Manchester, New Hampshire. Now, you really don't go there for any other reason aside from the chicken tenders. And if you want good chicken tenders, this is the place to be. And when I say good, I mean I, I really mean mouthwatering. This is what they're known for. You probably think of chicken tenders as a simple food, um, but they've really perfected it, and it's really just different there. It's an iconic restaurant in Manchester, New Hampshire, and it goes back to 1917 when it was established. When you get the chicken tenders, you get a nice portion. It comes with a house-made duck sauce, but you can get um, you know, the traditional buffalo spicier coconut. I would, I would suggest the traditional to start. Um, also, they're known for their mudslides as a good, good uh, dessert, but... The atmosphere there is a little different. It's a little quirky, um, but that is the place to go if you are passing through Manchester, New Hampshire, or if you just live in that area and you haven't tried it. I highly suggest it. Unfortunately, they had a kitchen fire at the end of March, so um, I think they'll recover from that because they're just an iconic place and people know about it. I think they'll get plenty of support. Yeah, I know, like the, I know the St. A's graduates are, are all like huge uh, Puritan backroom fans. I used to do uh, I used to do like just we when I was recruiting in the agency, I would, you know, contractors who were working at our clients, I would go take them out to lunch and we used to drive by the Puritan room all the time. It was just a little too far out off site, so we never ended up going there. So I haven't been there, but I've heard really good things. It's a it's a pretty well known spot. Uh, where was that again, Garby? Where's it located? 
Manchester, New Hampshire. Manchester, Manchester, yep. New Hampshire. Yep. If you want, uh, yeah. Not to those, state the obvious, but Garby ones. is straight up the William Shakespeare of Just, podcasts. Dude, he poet. is, dude, a poet. A the poet. soliloquies. Wow. It's that prep work. It's that prep work, dude. Absolutely, <laughs> a poet. Hashtag prep gang. Okay, well, hey, let's jump into our next topic, which is out of state. So we're defining this as like really anything that's not in the same state that you live in right now, and then. You know, kind of soft guidelines, ideally not something that's like in your hometown. So uh, I think we're going to start with Nick. Nick, what's your out-of-state pick? So my out-of-state pick is Hewitt Seafood Restaurant, which is located in uh, Camp Atlas. It is a classic. A a main Uh, classic, actually. Yeah. And this is is big that this made your list because you're such a mass guy. And you kind of like, I'm not going to lie, in the past you've put Maine down. I'm gonna let our listeners know. <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. Dude, in the past you've put I think me down. just my my passionate takes for Massachusetts have been so overwhelmingly in favor. It's Unde- like the Ricky Bobby, if you're not first, you're last. So like if you're not mass, you're ass. Oh, <laughs> nah, that was terrible. That was terrible. Gosh, I hate you. I hate you. Oh um, gosh, I hate you. So, no, anyway, though, as I launch into my main seafood pick, um, huge seafood guy, personally. Yeah. Um, love mainly all kinds of seafood, except for shrimp, because I'm allergic. So Not a big shrimp guy. Nobody send me any shrimp, but Not a... big fan of uh, seafood, and this place is just like a family-owned restaurant. They do it right. Um, everything's like local, sourced and stuff, and, you know the owners laura my fiance again worked there for many years high school and college um so i'm definitely familiar with the place and they just put out a good product it's like a nice family-owned restaurant you know it makes you feel like you're going to the place like around the corner it's just they make you feel like you know what i mean yeah so it's it's awesome it's it's in um Unfortunately, Saco, yeah. Cape Cape Ellis, but um, is is technically in Saco, Maine. Uh, rivalry of Biddeford, Maine, my hometown. Uh, great place. I mean, it's a place that I uh, not grew up on because I, I honestly didn't grow a love for seafood until I was a little bit older. But it is just a, a widely known place in that in that area. Um, Jerry Gelinas, uh is actually I, I don't know if he's from uh, he's from Biddeford originally and Biddeford is kind of like a small town um and him and his family kind of run the place and do a great job yeah dude him it, and Denise are literally Jerry's like the cook yeah. handles all the food stuff Denise just yeah. hosts and she handles like all of like the customer and like frontline aspects you know, did you know Jerry Gelinas was uh was my football coach he I did football coach I yeah, did when I was in high school. yeah yeah uh, he's honestly, the man Jerry is honestly the man <laughs> Jerry is the man. No, yeah. Jerry low key is kind of the goat of, like he's just kind of figured life out. The Tom like, Brady I mean? of Biddeford. All right, and see that's where you just ruin it. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're here having a good time. We're bouncing off of each other, and you just have to go in here and bring in a sore subject. So, uh, okay, great. Well, yeah, I I love Hewitt's uh, fantastic fried food, good seafood in general. You can do the pickup window. Laura, mm-hmm. your fiance, worked the pickup window for a really long time. Um, and it's right on the water. I don't know if we did you. I don't know if you mentioned that. Yeah, I, I don't think even think I brought that up. So, and right they re- the water. recently just kind of added a um, outdoor back area, so yeah. you can get yeah. takeout and go around the back, and um, you can still get drinks at the bar inside so and bring them outside. And actually, Garby, you and Megan came to Hewitt's. I don't know if you remember that it was Hewitt's, but it was that time after you guys had just gotten engaged. And you were like on your way back up to uh, Bangor, and uh, we yeah. stopped there, had a few drinks. I don't think we got any food, but they got cornhole up well, back and stuff. I did. But you did have. Food? That's where I asked you to be a groomsman. Oh, it was. Wow. Wait, but what does that have to do with food? Uh, you just said I've been there. I said that's the time I asked you to be. He's he's telling oh, you. Of course, he remembers it because it was such a I remember it. time <laughs> oh, in his okay. life. Honestly, he asked can... his boy to be his groomsman. I completely forgot. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, you did forget. Um, no, I went out back. I, you know, I've never gone through the front, but I've gone out back there. And yeah. I can say out you went back. to the bathroom one time. Walk by the bar. Nice job. It's nice. Good job. Good job. Look at look at you, you remembering my every move at Hewitt's. Yeah. Um, th- it is a uh, great and like I will I will kind of put one more plug in there for Maine. 
Um, if you're not, if you're like visiting Maine, you're not from Maine um, area, Hewitt's is a great spot to go to, especially in the summer, because Maine literally makes its name off of like views like this. It's right there on the water. Um, you have a bunch of beach houses there. Uh, it's not too crowded. You can actually see lobster boats uh, usually because there's, I think, a lobster um, kind of like where they park their boats and whatnot right next to uh, you know the lobster uh, boat parking spots yeah the, the, the lobster <laughs> there's a lobster boat parking lot uh next to hewitt's as well <laughs> in case you own a lobster boat so yeah it's really great so special place in my heart as well um all right cool i think my next out of state is uh, my out of state pick and i'm next is um barrio it's a restaurant that is in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. It's technically a chain that was started, I believe, in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, it has a bunch of locations in Ohio and opened up a location in Portsmouth. I think the owners have like a, a tie to Portsmouth as well. So they are um, opened up in the last couple of years, have really been a really nice, new, fresh option in that area. They essentially do mostly just tacos and apps, but their tacos are kind of like build your own style. They do have a list of like kind of pre-made recipes and stuff like that. But outside of that, we uh, you can kind of get a checklist and, and kind of check off all the items that you want. They do really cool shells. It's kind of like Taco Bell, but gourmet. Um, and so they'll do hard shells uh, or hard shells wrapped in soft shells with like queso in the middle uh my favorite the green goddess they'll do uh essentially a hard shell with guac and then a soft shell wrapped around that um obviously have you know a variety of different like kind of options as well as far as what you can fill it with and it's really cool they do pitchers of margaritas so it's definitely a good spot to turn up at uh and they have like a bunch of outdoor seating during the summer so it's a really good spot in general um i think you guys have been there a couple of times maybe not you yeah. barbie but nick you've definitely been no. there i think yeah no this is the place that does like the checklist right yeah, yeah everything's yeah. custom yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah super, good super good um great like chips and salsa just like right off the bat and it's right next to three art three s art space which is uh kind of like a venue in portsmouth where they do a, a variety of different shows uh, which is kind of cool. So especially if you want to go see a show at that venue, you can plan to go to Barrio. Really good spot in the summer, that outdoor seating, great margaritas, really good beer list as well. Uh, and on a on a less developed side of Portsmouth, but a side that's definitely like kind of uh, catching speed, State Street Saloon, which is a establishment that burned down uh, a few years ago, actually reopened on the other side of Portsmouth, right down the road from this um, spot, Barrio. And uh, actually, friends of the podcast, the, the Dwyer families, Kevin and um, Molly Dwyer, uh, actually opened up their own bar, Dwyer's Pub, right down the road as well. So that whole area is kind of blowing up. There's actually a parking garage that just opened up that way. So really, really fun time to kind of visit, especially if you <laughs> like the area. Hey, that parking garage is really popping. I'm really into hey, the parking lot today. What's wrong with me? Super full all the time. I'm a big parking guy. I'm talking about parking lobster boats. I'm like advertising the new ports with parking garage yeah it's, it's pretty crazy. obsessive parking dude finding I'm the good spot parking guy i, I am a, you know this about me i'm a really good parallel parker you are a pretty good you, parallel parker i'm uh ooh, feels like you threw pretty good in there on purpose well i'm a really good parallel parker you're a good parallel parker <laughs> that's messed up dude that is, is this like up. you're really? the king of whistling I'm glad we're talking about parking. It's a really underrated topic. Or... I know, I know. This is like what the listeners come for. Is like, yeah, sure. We hear a little bit about New England, but our riveting parking talk. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll sift through like... this whole, the rest of this yeah. bullshit to get to Rich's yeah. take on parking. <laughs> <laughs> parking lots. All right. All right, cool. Fire. Garb, what about you? Out of state. So um, I know we probably don't have a lot of Connecticut fans, um, not just because in the first episode we disconnected. What is this podcast of... in Connecticut? We're just absolutely Connecticut. But um, Connecticut. I do have a Connecticut place, and I know we have a couple Boston fans. So if you're traveling for some reason from Boston to New York City, this is a place that I really highly recommend you stop at. It's called Ryan's Deli. That's R E I N S in Vernon, Connecticut. Um, it's actually really not out of the way at all. It's right off Exit 65 on 84, right before right before Hartford, and this is a New York-style Jewish deli founded in 1972. It's just got that New York delicatessen family feel. You get a nice, if you want to sit down and eat there, a nice half-sour pickle, 
Um, and for those of you who have not experienced a half sour pickle, I'm sorry. Um, but it's basically, is this, like a, is this a Jewish deli? This is a Jewish deli. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of corned beef, uh, pastrami sandwiches, Rubens, um, those are kind of the traditional things that it's really a New York, they call it a Jewish New York, um, yeah, New York deli. Uh, you'll see a lot of these places scattered throughout New York City. It's modeled after New York, so obviously it doesn't have a huge what's New your, England feel. What's your but go-to? What's your go-to? My go-to is the Reuben, the Reuben for sure, which is um, a corned beef sandwich with Thousand Island dressing um, and sauerkraut on rye bread uh, with wow. Swiss cheese. So maybe if you never had it, it wow. doesn't sound that appealing to you, but it is savory. It is good. Um, and that's kind of like... I love a nice pastrami. Yeah, exactly. Like the hot pastrami or the corned beef sandwich is really just like probably the most popular at any type of New York delicatessen, but it really has that feel in Vernon, Connecticut, and it's family-owned. Um, you can also get takeout. They even like freeze their, some of their dishes, which, you know, I've never actually grabbed, but you can go in and grab some almost like grocery style on the run. Um, Ryan's deli, give it a try. I'm done. I'm done. All right, cool. Ryan's, Ryan's deli, uh, Vernon, Connecticut pop in there. If you are driving through Connecticut, we don't know why you would be, but, uh, maybe you're on your way to New York. So, uh, okay, cool. Let's move on to our last topic. Uh, hole in the wall spots. Nick, you're up first. All right. The whole, my hole in the wall pick is definitely the most restaurant that I'm most passionate about that we've talked about so far. It's Little Italy Pizzeria, Beverly, Massachusetts. Um, so this is a place that I feel like anyone that's visiting the hometown um, especially like the first time Rich was there, Garby, you've definitely had Little Italy too. Um, I'm always like, yo, I'm bringing you to Little Italy just because this pizza place is off the hook. Um, originally established 1985. Um, they just keep it simple. Even on the website, they're like, yo, we keep it simple, stupid. So they only do three food items. They do pizza, calzones, breadsticks. That's it. They're not effing around with anything else because they're sticking to what they know. They're open the same hours every single day, 11 to 9, except on Fridays when they're open late till 10. That's what another just kind of flex where they're like, hey, we don't have to be open late night. Like, we know we're going to get our customers in before then. And yeah, so the signature thing for this pizza place is they have a secret sweet sauce, which I'll admit not necessarily for everybody. But it is absolutely fire. And for those of you that also are like, hey, sweet sauce, definitely not for me. I want to go to a different pizza place. Hold up. They offer all of their pizzas in traditional sauce as well for you non-believers. Yeah, that's a fucking huge mistake. The sweet sauce. Exactly. And so I was just going to ask Rich to corroborate this because everyone's always like, oh, my hometown pizza place is the best. Like I would straight up put Little Italy for someone that kind of likes that style anyway, up against any pizza place. So I will say this. Um, I am very fond of two pizza places in my hometown, Alex Pizza, Biddeford, Maine, and TJ's Pizza, Biddeford, Maine. But I will say this. If you're just if you're talking to me like, I just want your standard regular pie. Where am straight I cheese, straight, homie. Straight cheese. Nothing else on it. Straight cheese. I'm going Little Italy every time. I gotta go a little yep. bit every time. Now, Alex Pizza's great. It's like the small, like almost like cast iron style. Uh, not cast iron. It's not deep dish, but it's like a, a smaller uh, personal pan pizza, essentially. Um, and TJ's Pizza is definitely like more traditional. But what's really fire about them is their their fries. But like no, even like even La Festa's in Dover. Like I would say, even over La Festa's in Dover, which I love. Um, little Italy is just like the sweet sauce is so amazing. It is the best, uh, and it's so the the pizza's crushable too. It's not super thick slices, so if you're hungry, you can take down a pie solo. There, no there have been occasions where we have each gotten personal. I would say pies that there's hundred percent been more occasions where we've gotten separate pies than like we've shared a pie. 
I feel like the oh, first sure. time we went, uh, you were like, all right, I'm going to order two pies. And I was like, oh, is like somebody else coming? And you're like, <laughs> and you're I was like, like no. no. And I'm like, oh, dude, I probably like, I'll probably only have like, probably like three slices and definitely not more than four. And you're like, all right, I'm just going to remind <laughs> you, you said that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> literally like six, seven slices later. I'm like, yeah, I'm really glad that we got our own pies. Like maybe if we were like, on our way somewhere we were going to eat dinner later we would get one pie to split as like an appetizer as like an appetizer 100 percent. but like that's Some the finger only food. reason why i would share a pie with somebody from little italy 100 yeah so yeah fires fire selection uh garb have you been a little italy um i don't think i have because i would have remembered it from your review I feel like you definitely have maybe you haven't i don't know i will say there are some people who have it and they are just like yeah it's okay. And I'm always like, that's Yeah, crazy. like Laura, Laura is like that, for instance. It's for her, it's nothing so really that special. She's from the Biddo originally. You can't tell. You can't tell Biddo people anything. It's Alex Pizza till they die. Like, that's that's what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like there's no way no way you're going to get Laura to tell you to tell you there's better pizza than Alex Pizza. Stubborn Bidafidians. Bidafidians, actually. <laughs> Bidafidians. Bidafidians. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, my hole in the wall is a place that I actually found and fell in love with when I was working in Framingham, Massachusetts. This is right after I moved down to Boston. It's called Mediterranean Turkish halal food. That is actually the name from what I can tell. Uh, I searched online just to make sure it is in Natick, Massachusetts on... I don't have the address right in front of me, but I'll get it for you because it's it's hard to find. But it is literally a hole in the wall. It's this little storefront shop. It it can't be. It it has a few. It has maybe five six tables in it at most. You go up, you order, um, and they have the best chicken shawarma I have ever had in my entire life. They also have fantastic hummus there. It's perfect lunch spot. Um, the chicken shawarma is the go-to the beef they have beef beef shawarma as well either of it works the what's really the secret there though is their hot sauce they have hot sauce there that i've never tasted before uh it is the best hot sauce i've ever had and they are open i think seven days a week uh till about eight o'clock it's definitely more of like a lunch spot i would say if you live in the Framingham Natick area, you absolutely have to go. If you live in Boston, I would say it's worth driving out there. I'm actually thinking about seeing if they're doing uh, takeout this this weekend to see if I can head out there myself to go get some. It is fantastic. Um, I know neither of you have been there because I haven't had a chance to bring you guys there, but it's it's just it's nuts. It's the best chicken shawarma I've ever had, and I fell in love with Mediterranean food when I came down to the Boston area. So, um, yeah. I should know this, but what is a shawarma? Chicken shawarma has uh, – so it's essentially a um, Mediterranean seasoned chicken, uh, usually on some sort of like kind of yellow rice, and you usually eat hummus with it as well. And it has tahini sauce on it, which mm. is mm-hmm. kind of a yogurt and I think it's like chickpea sauce, um, usually like a white sauce that you that you put on there. It's, fa- it's fantastic. And then it comes with a pita. So they give you this pita with it, and you – essentially stuff the pita if that's your thing eat the pita separate do the hummus in the pita i like making myself like almost like a little shawarma taco myself so that's kind of my game but it's wait what's tahini sauce tahini do you mean tzatziki sauce no i don't mean tzatziki sauce which is the cucumber what's tahini sauce interesting of tahini sauce i don't know if that's actually like an accurate representation but that's how i think of it tzatziki i like that not tzatziki because i hate fucking cucumbers they do have bomb tzatziki stuff there as well yeah i hate cucumbers wow 100%. honestly cucumbers might be my favorite vegetable stop it nick cucumbers are not your favorite vegetable i think they are are you serious what's wrong with cucumbers they're pretty i mean i like cucumbers i think they're overall bland i love a good pickle which is you know a cucumber asparagus peppers Okay, asparagus. Yeah. You're going to pick Even asparagus? Broccoli. I would do broccoli over cucumbers for sure. Just like a good old head of lettuce. <laughs> What's your favorite vegetable? <laughs> lettuce. What? I would say peppers. Peppers is my favorite vegetable. Like red peppers. Nice. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough one. Is that a bad? Is that lettuce? A good? I can't get over that. <laughs> like a good like a, a romaine. A nice. Like a nice come on, it's a nice iceberg. On it with some Caesar, dude. You're gonna ki- you're gonna come at me with some grilled romaine <laughs> over a fucking cucumber. I hate cucumbers. Get out dude, of I here. I fucking hate cucumbers. Um, okay. So yeah, Mediterranean Turkish hello food, Natick, Massachusetts. Try it out. It's run by this uh husband and wife and their daughter. Uh they are fit they're like great people as well. He's hilarious. Um she's super nice. It is absolutely a secret that most people don't know about but will love so yeah check it out uh in natick massachusetts ryan wrap us up here man what's your uh hole in the wall love it um first of all i megan just made some falafel so your description of that shawarmish is really get my tummy they have growling. great falafel there too i'm pretty sure i don't eat falafel myself but Oh, that's okay. You're missing out, though. So my hole in the wall is Bayside American Cafe in Portland, Maine. Um, it's on the west side of Portland, close to 95. So if you can make a stop, it's um, been a little while since I've been there. I found out about this place because one of my students, where I was student teaching, um, that her parents owned it. Um, and I brought Megan there for a brunch. It's a family-owned business best known for their brunch, uh, have won various awards. You know, I, you, you say hole in the wall. I would say, you know, it's nice. It's, um, it's just not well known by people who aren't locals, I would say, but I think it's probably the best brunch spot I've ever been at. There's a great variety of dishes, um, with ingredients that are locally sourced. Uh, the menu it's, so it's just breakfast, brunch, and lunch. So the breakfast and brunch menu consists of waffles, pancakes, French toast, um, various other brunch items. They feature Maine lobster a whole lot, like a Maine lobster Benedict, wow. lobster scramble. I was going to say in an omelet or something. Yeah, Ooh. the lobster scramble, lobster roll for lunch if you're there for lunch. Um, but the menu also features an array of Benedicts, which is my favorite part. So, you know, a Benedict's just a poached egg on an English muffin with hollandaise sauce and some other ingredient, but they have some nice varieties there. Um, so that's usually what I go for. I like eggs in the morning. So I usually don't go for the French toast and the pancakes of the world. But that's, their... you are a big egg guy. I am huge. huge egg. Egg yeah, do you guys ever morning. like, I do. You, I, I always want to, when I go for breakfast, I always want to get French toast or pancakes or like a waffle, but I'm always afraid that I'm going to miss like a really good set of eggs and bacon. Like right. eggs and bacon are some of my like that's like one of my favorite foods of all time. It's just eggs and bacon. Yeah. I usually try and go pancakes or french toast just because even though they're also very easy to make, I would say the majority of time when I'm making yeah. breakfast for myself at home. Yeah. Like you're making eggs and bacon so or like an egg sandwich or something, know. you know what I mean? So just for the sake of diversity, especially when you got some nice fruit in there, like some <laughs> You go strawberry chocolate chip or maybe some banana pancakes, See, blueberries, a classic. Here's the real problem is I feel like when I get pancakes, I have like three, four, even like five bites. And then I'm like, ooh, okay, that was good. Too sweet though. They are filling. I want to get me some eggs and bacon. Not even filling. I'm just like, you know, once I've had like a couple of bites, I'm like, great. You know what I mean? I, you know, I filled that. I filled that. I scratched yeah. that itch. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, no. Garby, yeah. can you poach an egg yourself? I can if I try hard enough, but I've never tried. So wait, how wait, do you, you know? I don't so, like to say that I can't do things. It's a growth mindset. That's wow. As we said in the first episode, ladies and gentlemen, you you'll stay for the insightful thoughts from Ryan Garvey. Growth mindset. That's fantastic. Uh, cool. That's such a teacher mentality. It is. It is. It is a teacher you can do anything you set your mind to. No, I Nick, need you, you as a motivational speaker. Can you poach an egg? I cannot. But truthfully, I, I've never tried. Right, see? But I would imagine on my first attempt, I would not be successful. Wow. So could that's I poach an egg one day? I bet you. That's not a good well, thing. No, mentality. I feel like that's a. Well, you guys know me. I'm a realist. It sounds like you have the same exact like... mindset I have. You just said it in a, in a more like grungy kind of way. It's like more of a grunge. massive You're way. super grunge, Nick. Everybody knows that. About 90s. Call me Nirvana, Nick. You are... 
I know Nirvana, I messed it up the first time. Nirvana Nick. That's exactly what they call you. Nirvana yep. Nick. <laughs> you know, Granola Goslin's uh, cousin. Okay, cool. Uh, wrapping up here. Uh, you guys, you guys, you guys watching anything good on Netflix? Listen to any other podcasts that I should be aware of? I'm, I'm kind of starving for content at this point. I'm reading a good uh, book. I don't know if you'd love it. What book? It's what called, book? um, where the crawdads sing what's it about give me like it's a about quick, this girl like, two sentence it's about this girl who's abandoned by her family two sentences okay so you, you got me she's abandoned by her family what else she lives in a marsh in north carolina she's poor obviously she find she's out she's an alien she found out she's no she's na- she basically only interacts with two dudes but they're both romantic things and i've only gotten two-thirds through the book but there's a murder and they're like going back to the future and to the past and all this so the suspicion right now is that uh, you know what i don't want to give it away it's a very popular book <laughs> wait so. when wow. you just just for clarification when wow. you say they're going back and forth between the past and future do you mean the book is flashing back or they are time traveling oh the book is flashing back thank you for oh. that clarifying it'd be cooler oh, okay. if they were time traveling i'll be honest i thought you, i thought you were gonna aliens, say they were time like, honestly giving you a little bit of feedback family. here garby it'd be better if they were time traveling so so I will that. maybe we should write that book. You guys think we could write a time traveling book? We could do that for sure. What would our time traveling yeah, on top book of the about? podcast? Wait, what would our time traveling book be about? A girl, uh, a girl who's a I would kind of want to make it Jurassic Park esque, but I'm a big animal guy. Three bros. How about about soaps? Back in time to How about ride soaps of the past? Like you the go back to like medieval times, and they were using like animal fat to scrub off dirt. Was it, were they and then, using that and then Nick comes times? back into the future to review it on his podcast to the future. Ah, uh, this is a stretch. <laughs> this, is a, this is a horrible stretch. Uh, don't like that. <laughs> this is a horrible stretch. <laughs> you ruined a good take. Yeah, yeah a really good take. Uh, well, since we awkwardly tried to bust down the door of that, Nick, why don't you give the audience a, a quick update on your soap situation? I don't think you actually mentioned what brand you were using. Yeah, so the brand is Dr. Squatch. Um, I feel like it's, like, social media advertised. Um, It's, like, named after, like, Sasquatch. Um, They kind of advertise as being, like, an all-natural kind of thing. So there's only, like, five to seven ingredients per soap. And it's, like, yeah, exactly. Well, dude, so, no, I I, have been trying to make more of a switch. You're a big earth guy. I am. I've been trying to make a switch to more like all natural products all around. Um, So this one just uses like, like coconut oil, like lavender oil. It's like shea butter, clay. Like, so the first, so not to get into the whole thing, it's like pretty simple. Um, And at this point I'm kind of almost done with my second bar and I love the soap itself. Yeah. So guy, will you, you let me get the review okay, out. Sorry. That is my big holdup. Is that the bars themselves move like extremely quick, like way too quick to uh, invest in. And so, first idea. one I broke out was like a pine tar one. So personally, I love a good like exfoliating bar. You get like a good scrub in. Um, the pine tar one was dope, but like did not last like, very long. And so I was like, ah, uh, like. This is just like, there's no way this can be for me. And so I did get a trial kind of thing. So I got like four bars of soap. And so the other one that I picked was this one. It was like a coffee or cold brew cleanse. And this one might be even more fire than the pine tar one. So it's almost making me recant my original thought of not being able to move forward with the soap in my my normal hygiene regimen. But wow. It's just, yeah, it's too short, man. Two weeks. Two weeks is a light time for a bar of soap. And I love a good soap, but. So I feel like, okay, so is, this is one person using a bar of soap, you're saying. Like, you're the only one using it. Yeah. Yeah. So two weeks, you're saying, is not a long time. I don't really think so. I and I will. I'm looking for like three to four weeks out of my bar. So yeah. 100%. You got to beat three. Yeah, do you yeah, does your like soap three, last two, two weeks well you use of i use dove <laughs> you use of no you but use I, of. Only, <laughs> I use it like every other shower i use two different soaps i i'll use an aveeno 
Wait, what? So I switch my soaps every other shower. No, you do not. So wait, you, wait. I don't use Why? the same soap. Why? We just just to switch it up for the skin. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to. <laughs> Is that a thing? Just in case like there's something just... wrong with one soap. <laughs> you gotta keep keep them guessing. Wait, you're, keep you're keep the skin the on its toes. Wait, hold on. You're making the case that you use two different soaps just in case there's something wrong with one of the soaps. Well, you know, you can never trust these companies, in my opinion. <laughs> Wait, but you're still, well, so, you're still no, 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 using no. this. Is, are you trying to delay your exposure to the soap? Exactly, the yeah. So you just do it every other shower. And I, I don't shampoo every shower. Do you guys shampoo every shower? I just no. I just learned that you're I, not supposed to shampoo every shower. Are you shower. serious? We lived together for... I've been shampooing Holy every shit, shower dude. for my entire life. I shampoo maybe once a week. I'd say once probably a once a week? week. I go like twice or I go yeah. like every other shower about. That's crazy, guys. Once a what, week, baby. When you work out though, your hair gets all sweaty and shit. Like you don't go you don't want to like shampoo. I would say like usually there's like one time like I don't know. I probably work out like two to three times a week, so it's usually not like too much of like a buildup. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. That's that was like at most. I I don't know. I've not been working out out a lot lately, but I don't know. I found that out the other the other day. Um, But yeah, Uh, I don't know. Anything else? Any any honorable mentions? Any anyone uh, places you didn't mention on the list here that didn't would barely miss the cut? No, but I have been watching Waco on netflix oh yeah um i finished it like last week so i've actually been done with it for a little bit but that is a pre i mean it probably isn't for everyone it talks about the uh the standoff with the branch davidians i believe they were called um back in like 93 in waco texas and um their main leader david uh but it's pretty interesting series. I know Garby, you said you watched yeah, it, watched so maybe you can back me up a little bit. But I thought it was worth the worth the watch. Yeah, it's based off of you know a true story. All the details, like any other kind of, I wouldn't call it a documentary, but a dramatic. How do you say it? Dramatization. 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 I don't know if all the details are perfect, but it's basically this guy thinks he's like the Messiah, and he's convinced some people, and yeah, so. It's cool if you like cult, cult classic kind of things. Yeah, I just watched. Uh, I just binged Black AF hashtag Black AF on Netflix, uh, which is about it's a sitcom based about the the family of the guy who made the show Blackish. His name's escaping me right now, but it's really really funny. It's hilarious, and um, I think does a really good job of kind of. Uh, very appropriately kind of putting humor around real life situations and real life issues that that are, are kind of out there right now so it's a it's a really really good show i'd definitely check it out um if you're looking for something to watch because it's it's also hilarious so all right thanks everybody for listening uh please go on apple podcasts and uh spotify to rate us hopefully five stars uh you can find us on like i said spotify apple music and social media speaking of nick where can they find us on the Twitter and Instagram machines? Yeah, so Instagram handle is going to be at any underscore social. Twitter handle at any social too. My personal handle is at sun underscore of underscore Ray 24. Garby, hit us with the Instagram. Instagram, I'm Ryan A. Garby. That's Ryan A. G. A. R. B. as a boy E. Cool. And you can find me at Kennedy1627 on Instagram. I'm Rich Kennedy. I'm here with Nick Goslin and Ryan Garby. We're New England Social. Thanks. Peace. Later.